Boy, you want to talk about the yin and the yang, you know, of uh, the return to work and the survey that's been published here uh, today, actually yesterday, but we're talking about it today on on how you feel generally across the population about returning to work. And I've got to say, uh, largely in favor of um, a, a kind of a hybrid environment where you get to stay home for a while, maybe uh, three days a week, and you get to go to the office two days a week. But I'll give you the numbers, and then we'll talk to somebody who uh, is taking a look at it from another perspective. Uh, almost half of employees in a poll would look for a new job if their employer forced them back into the office post-pandemic. That means full-time. Almost half would look for a new job. Uh, it says some Canadians are pushing back at any plans of returning to work on site and say if they are forced back, they would they would just say, I quit, I'm going to find something else. 53% of households uh, had someone working from home over the last year, 29% want to continue to do so. 44% want a mix of home and office work and, uh, and 27% want to return primarily to the office. So the future is also a source of fissure what would those Canadians who want to continue working from home do if they were asked to return to the office? And this condition has the potential to create some tension in employer-employee relationships in the coming months. That's according to the study. Now, that's the yin. Let's take a look at the yang. Um, if you work in an office environment, it's a common occurrence. You're right in the middle of a project and a coworker stops by, uh, hangs out at your desk or sticks uh, his, her, head around the corner of your office door if you're in a, a closed office, um, and, and they say, uh, can you help me with this? Uh, and when this happens, you're being advised uh, not to sigh, not to be concerned about being distracted. There's a new study stateside that finds that these interruptions are beneficial to a sense of belonging and can counterbalance negatives such as lost productivity. And uh, that comes from the uh, University of Illinois at Chicago. Harshad Paranik is a PhD. He's an assistant professor in the Department of Managerial Studies uh, at the University of Chicago, and he's the author of the study. Hey, do you have a second? Hey, do you have a second, Professor? Hi, Peter. So nice to be here on the show with you. Pleasure. Thanks for thanks for joining us. What I just read and you heard about the Canadian study is I don't want to go back to the office for the most part. And what I'm hearing from you is it's not a bad thing. And and I can see your side too. Tell me about what you found. Yeah, so basically we uh, looked at uh, work interruptions which is a very common occurrence uh, when you're working out of the uh, workplace. And typically, most previous research has taken a task-based approach, and um, the uh, research has explored how interruptions have a negative effect on your task, your productivity. And so the common advice is to reduce or eliminate all these interruptions. Whereas what we realized was that uh, previous work has not considered that these interruptions, uh, to the extent that they are by other people, also involve a social component to them, like social interaction with the interrupter. And what our study found was that these social interactions uh, can actually foster a sense of belonging, uh, which is beneficial for employees' well-being and their job satisfaction. So uh, in the past one year of uh, social distancing and isolation, if there's one thing that we have learned, it's that humans are inherently social beings uh, uh, with a fundamental need for social interactions. So, uh, And we don't necessarily get that uh, kind of interaction on Zoom or via remote work arrangements. So um, I guess what our study uh, found was that uh, although there are some negative effects of interruptions, there can also be potential benefits from the social 
part of these interruptions. So really, your study and the study that I was talking about as I introduced you that's been published here in Canada aren't at odds. Uh, You're simply saying, and I know this is part of your doctoral thesis, uh, is you found that the interruption that seems to bother you at first blush isn't really a bother because the exchange of information can be beneficial to both parties um, in, in a work context as well as a social context, but it doesn't negate the idea that maybe you don't want to be at work five days a week. Uh, yeah, so uh, the study was actually conducted pre-COVID, so uh, the findings are mainly when people were uh, in the workplace for five days a week. Uh, but to the extent that they go to the workplace two or three days, uh, they should still reap the benefits uh, of uh, our findings. So a disturbance is not always a disturbance. Absolutely. We So we, we did confirm that uh, work interruptions can have potential negative effects, like uh, they may interrupt your ongoing tasks, uh, or they may be a slight drain on your energy. But uh, what we are trying to say is that we need to take a more balanced view as, at these uh, work interruptions and also acknowledge their uh, positive effects. So uh, the advice to managers would be rather than focusing on eliminating all interruptions, uh, they should focus on reducing the negative effects and enhancing the positive effects from the social aspects of interruptions. Well, you're a professional now in looking at this, so I, I take at face value the the material that you're providing us from your study that says, look, the interruptions can be a very positive thing and you should see them with a, a more positive uh, perspective when they occur. But uh, taking a look at the uh, the Canadian study that uh, is, is fairly broad-based, used a couple of thousand, 2,024 uh, 2, individuals with a margin of error of uh, plus or minus 2%. So this is uh, a pretty significant study and it's been done across Canada and it is consistent. So I've got to believe it's probably true in the United States as well. However, I have to put the proviso in there, and you may not know this, that the United States and most of the the, uh, the states have not spent anywhere near the time in lockdown that we have here in the province of Ontario, not to say other provinces in Canada as well. But what we're finding, and I'd like your reaction to this, is that 53% of uh, households had someone working from home and um, that... 44% want a mix of home and office work, and 27% want to return primarily to the office, which means if 27% want to return primarily to the office, then 73% don't. Can you explain that? Uh, so, uh, as I said, like uh, the study that we did was uh, primarily done before COVID. I realize uh, that. I mainly mainly talk to the positive effects that we found in the workplace. So people who want to return to the workplace, uh, what I would suggest is uh, it's not all bad. (laughs) They can uh, take heart from the fact that we found that these work interruptions can lead to a sense of connection with your colleagues. Uh, At the same time, those who don't want to uh, return back to the workplace, it could be helpful if they can find other ways of connecting with their colleagues. Uh, the main thing is that a sense of belongingness uh, to your organization with your coworkers can uh, be beneficial for the well-being of uh, the employees. Well, I thank you for your information. I think uh, it's it's obviously valid. The thing that I've expressed is I've worked from home for the past literally two years now, um, mm-hmm. even before COVID, is that I, I have no problem from a technical perspective doing what I'm doing, radio, from home, but I, I do have a sense of belonging that's missing, and uh, I have many uh, 
colleagues who have joined the company since I stopped working from the radio station, and I miss them. I want to inter- I want to be introduced to them, and I want to reconnect with people who are there. So it bears out what you're saying. Thank you, Professor. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me. All right, Harshad Puranik, uh, PhD and assistant professor in the Department of Managerial Studies at University of Illinois at Chicago. And uh, what we didn't know before we talked to Professor Puranik is that he had actually done the study before COVID. Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, he ran the study again? Now that uh, we've got the experience that we've got, I suspect that he might just find that uh, the Angus Reid survey, which was done nationwide here in Canada, would have uh, a greater um, influence on people that he has looked at in the United States now that they've had a bit of a taste for a year and a half of uh, not being able to go to the office and not being able to connect.